Well, welcome to another edition of Bolton In, of course. All thanks to Palmer Bet. We must thank the team at Palmer Bet, too. Um, uh, a magnificent organisation. Download the app, get involved. It's really, really simple to do, but do it in a responsible manner. I say a good afternoon, a good morning, good night. I never know where these two jet setters because <laughs> they're all over the world. Shane Anderson, as I say, a good, uh, a good day to you, mate. You're in Barcelona as we speak, big fella. Yeah, good to be with you again, Matty. Um, timed perfectly. Arrived in Barcelona just as uh, FC Barcelona won the, the title here in uh, Spain. So the streets have been going wild for the past couple of days. Uh, but uh, no, beautiful place. Lucky to be here. Good to be talking to you both again. Hey, mate, fantastic stuff. And uh, Adam McGrath, as I say, good, uh, good evening for you, mate, in LA. Uh, how's your week been, buddy? Yeah, it's been good, mate. Can't complain at all. Just been uh, working away. Looking forward to the racing again this weekend. We move on quickly, and I think we've got uh, two interesting events. So cannot complain at all, Matty. Hey, listen, let's recap last weekend. I know my favourite uh, win of the weekend, but I'm going to go back to you, Shane, first and foremost, mate. What was your highlight of last week's races, buddy? Uh, the highlight for me was getting the amazing text messages from you after Dunkel won the South Australian <laughs> Derby, considering you've been with him, I think, since... Uh, uh, Methuselah was a boy, but uh, what an outstanding win it was. He's a really, really exciting prospect. Um, great training performance by Paddy Payne. Beautiful ride by Billy Egan. I know you'll talk to him, uh, talk about him a little bit more, but I think aside from that, the, the performance of Geeky Kick in taking out the 10,000 was terrific. Um, you know, he had to have a bit of a wide run throughout. Top of the straight, Craig Williams was trying to cuddle and cuddle and cuddle. He really didn't ask him for much until the end of the race, and he still won with authority. He's an exceptional sprinter. Uh, really exciting prospect, particularly as we're seeing sort of the end of the nature strip era as the number one seed in the sprint ranks. Giga Kicks now coming through as as clearly the the one to beat in all these big sprint races. Yeah, it was awesome to see, wasn't it? Great ride. Uh, you, know, you speak about Billy Egan, Craig Williams too. Never panicked, I suppose, Ad, did he? You know, I like just knew he was on the best horse in the race. Um, you know, it wasn't emphatic or anything, but it was just a really workmanlike victory, wasn't it? Well, I think that's what you, you end up going from being a, a horse that's got spruik to doing something like this. He was expected to win and he went out and did the job. And I mean, to talk about an AFL team, sometimes when you see a good team playing a bad side, they just get the job done. It's what you have to do. You put the points in the bank, you move on to your bigger assignment. I think that now shows that transition of, is he the next champ? Is he? Is? No, he is. He's our number one sprinter now in Australia. He's showing that crown. He's doing it everywhere. And that race pro sort of uh, exemplified that for me. But I was with you, Matty. I thought Dunkel was the uh, performance of the weekend. <laughs> I talked myself into it more and more coming into the weekend. And for Paddy Payne, he's a brilliant gentleman around the track. I've always loved talking to him uh, in the endeavours that we have. Billy Egan's one of the best guys going around as well. Some nervous times for him going down the straight, but they finally got the tempo. I think I mentioned last week those races where it was like 22 lengths slower, 11.6 lengths slower. They finally got some speed and the big horse bustled his way uh, down the straight. So it was uh, great to see and well done to all involved there. Yeah, great ride too by Billy Egan. Great to see him back, of course, returning from injury. Uh, he's a really underrated jock for mine, Billy Egan, um, and and just gets the job done. Uh, it was a fantastic performance. And, and you boys will attest to this, Shane, uh, and ads, you know, like back in the days, racing.com, and uh, I, I've never, ever had the pleasure of interviewing Paddy Payne. He's very rarely uh, gets out on track. Um, so I've never, ever, have you boys uh, had, had the, uh, the luxury of, I suppose, interviewing Paddy over the journey? Yeah, back in, this actually goes back to my days before racing.com um, when I was working on RSN Radio in, in Melbourne. Um, it was a tough interview to get because, uh, you know, he's, I think I like to use the term he's a bit media shy. Yeah. But you know that whenever you get him, uh, he delivers you some really considered balanced gold. 
you know, like he'll he'll talk about his horse in a way that you know that true horse people talk about their horses. Uh, he's an elite level trainer. He was a phenomenal jockey um, going back to when he first started as a young apprentice, you know, winning Group 1 of Tormo and Soho Square, like as a 15, 16-year-old, then, of course, becoming a genuine star in the saddle. Weight sort of got the better of him, but as a trainer, he sets his horses superbly. And he's a, a trainer that can actually get more out of a horse as the preparation goes on. Like, he's very, very good. And, uh, I'm with you both. Uh, I, I thought it was fantastic. Um, terrific win. He's got a very, very exciting prospect in Dunkel. I think he's one. I think I only spoke to him once on course, but he was someone that I learned that he actually spoke to pre-race when he said something you took note. He's not one that goes around, I mean, we love our game, but everyone says their horse is going to win. This thing's flying at home. Congrats. But then if he says it's flying, you went, okay, let's uh, really take note of this. We're going to, it means something. And um, I always rate trainers when that's the case, when they're just so honest about their runners and they know what they're going to get. And I mean, we talk about the, the Mara Nusis and their staying ability. He's someone that, for a smaller team, he just if you've got a good sprinter, he's going to take it to the next level. If you've got a good stayer, they always seem to keep coming on all conditions. He's just so versatile in his training methods. I think he's surrounded by really good people. And I think the relationship that he has with the jockeys as well really shows that. So it was a win for the good guys, I think. 100%. Nailed it, boys. Hey, listen, let's have a look at the Group 1s this weekend. Doom and Cup and, of course, the Goodwin in Adelaide. A uh, couple of cracking races. We'll start off with the Doom and Cup. Race 7 on Saturday, 3.17pm. The Palmer Bet Market has Zaki, our $2.10 favourite. Kovalika at seven fifty. Hutor at $10. A Tissue at $10. Numerian, $13. Duais at $14. Zarek at $15. And Nonconformist at 20 bucks. I'm going to start with you, Shane Anderson. Is it all Zaki, mate? Are we just thinking Zaki just wins again? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts on this race. I am with Zaki, but I'm not bullishly confident. Um, but I do think you'll win, if, if that makes sense. Look, uh, history dictates in a lot of these races. He's going to become only the fourth horse in history to win a Doom and Cup on more than one occasion, if he can do it. Uh, he went into the race as a short price favourite last year off the back of a dominant win in the Hollandale Stakes and he got beaten. But I think he had a different preparation that campaign. Yep. He's drawn out wide. It's going to come down to how the track plays. I've seen some varying reports. It looked like they had a huge amount of rain hit uh, Dooman earlier in the week. So um, the latest sort of reports that I saw suggested that we're going to be in the wet track range. Now, whether that's heavy or ideally a little bit firmer than that. He will be suited by those conditions. But from the outside barrier, or gate 10, one of the outside barriers, we know his traditional racing pattern, go out of the gates, find his spot up on speed, either leading or, or, or stalking the race. And if everything goes to plan, look, he should be the one to beat. He should be the winner, I think, because he's the best horse in the race. But I've just got a, a few caveats, just what type of conditions will we get by that stage of the day. I'm glad we're getting in the black at $2.10. You know, if they put up a little bit shorter than that, I, I probably wouldn't be pushing him as, as a bet. But I think, you know, his true price, all things going to plan, I think is probably that $1.70, $1.80 mark. So at $2.10, I think there's, there's some value there. The luxury. Um, so I'm yeah, so I'm happy to put him on top. But with the caveats that uh, it's going to be, I don't it's think it's just going to be an easy, yeah. dominant win by Zaki, but I'm, I'm happy to be with him. I really like Kavalika. I tipped him, or Kovalika, I should say. I tipped him last week when he was a short price favourite for the Rough Abbott Plate. And he was a late scratching on the morning due to a foot abscess. Uh, Chris Wallace decided he wants to go here and then back up next week in the Queensland Derby, which I think is going to be his ultimate goal. 
He's very good. I like him a lot, but I'm not going to be with him this week. I've just got that little concern. The value runner for me, I still think, is the Waller runner, no compromise. Uh, I put him as my value runner in the Hollandale Stakes. He was a massive price there. He ran fourth. It was a very good performance. Uh, Hall of Fame jockey, Opie Bossom in the saddle. Gate number six. Uh, I think he's able to sort of be midfield. We know he's very strong late in the race. He's won a Metropolitan. Importantly, he's run well at Wait for Age previously in the Chelmsford Stakes and also the Hollandale. So, I'm putting Zaki as my best. I think he'll win, but I'm not screaming from the rooftops that he's, he's a good thing. My value bet, no compromise. Um, uh, but I do like the three-odd Kovalika a lot. He's the one to watch. I just can't be with him this weekend. But I think it's going to be a fascinating race. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, that's going to be a beauty. Uh, Adam McGrath, what are your thoughts, mate? Are you in Team Zaki? No, I'm not. Um, I kind of like the hesitance there from Shane because that's how I felt doing the race and I always want to find the good horses when you've got the Animos the Dubai Honours the Giga Kicks you want to be like yeah this is the good horse and why and I mean Zaki's an absolute champ as Shane said going four in a row the record speaks for itself but I just feel like he's he's just they're catching up to him a little bit this eight-year-old girl and he needs things on his ter- own terms he needs to go through with them and for that, I don't want to be taking $2. If I'm taking $2, I want like a giga kick when last week we said $2. This is an absolute steal. That's the, that's the vibe I want and, and be confident. I'm not confident that he's going to win. I think he's the best horse, but thinking's not going to get me at $2. So I'm going to go with Numerian and also Nonconformist as my two tips here. So Numerian, I'm willing just to put a line through last run on the soft seven. I looked at the weather like Shane said. I saw that it's drying for the rest of the week. The sun is meant to be out. So I'm hoping that we get closer to a soft five. And if that's the case, I think this horse can just roll out in front. Um, I don't want to bring it up again, Shane, but you remember when you thought you were home in the Australian Cup and Cascadian came over the top. And we know my thoughts on Cascadian at the moment. I think it's one of the better horses going around in Australia, and that form has been shown over all distances and trips. So for mine, this horse is flying. If he gets a dry trip, uh, a dry track than he did last time in the soft seven, we saw his form in the Caulfield Cup. We've seen that form now around Cascadian, Dubai on it. I think he's going good enough. So I'm happy to take that horse as the best bet, which is a value play anyway. And then non-conformist as well. You've just got a horse that you know is going to chase. I think Zaki and Numerian come across. They put some speed into the event. Non-conformist can build into it nicely. Great Bex training as good as anybody at the moment. And Geordie Childs is getting some great opportunities. And he's probably one of the most underrated jockeys in Australia. So you get a good combination. They're three from seven at the distance. Speed to suit i think it maps nicely for non-conformists at an each way price so for mine even though i do think zaki is clearly the best horse in the race i don't have the confidence in him this week so i'm happy to shop around play both at the value and hopefully get a win yeah good value there too for the palmer bet followers let's move along to the goodwood uh, of course the feature group one sprint over at adelaide race eight saturday 4 17 p.m so exactly an hour after the doom and cup the favorite in the market here all thanks to palmer bet lofty strike at 310 zapateo at six bucks kalos at 850 front page eleven dollars zutori twelve dollars another award 13 bucks wouldn't that be a story sava 2xl another storyline at 19 dollars and kementari at 20 dollars I'm going to start with you, Adam McGrath, uh, the Goodwood mate. Outside Lofty Strike and uh, probably Zapateo, it's a pretty open field, isn't it? Well, it's open because it lacks a lot of serious contenders for a group one, and I say that with the most respect I possibly can. But, I mean, the normal form line here is the McKay and the Sankster, and from the Sankster, there's no Ruthless Dame, there's no Chain of Lightning, no Bella Nipotina, no Espiona, no Passive Aggressive, no September Rum, no Moravian, no Rockin' Horse. So... 
as I said, I'm being respectful, but they're better horses than what we've got in this field today. So what it does mean, everything's got to be positive. Great opportunity for a horse here to win a Group 1. Uh, it also means it's some good opportunities for people. Caitlin Jones, who we've seen riding over the UAE and come back, she got her first Group win. She gets a Group 1 chance now on Sabah to excel. Um, almost fell off my chair when I saw the stubby holders attempting to ride 52 and a half. That man loves his food and he loves a cruiser. So no sugar this week for him. He's in good at the moment too. He, uh, what, he ride the first three or three of the first four or something last Saturday. I think, And then he did end up with five last week as well, yeah, I think it was in total. So the man's flying. And then, I mean, everyone's favourite man on social media, uh, social media is Mitch Beer. His comment this week, I'm not a group one trainer. My horse isn't a group one and Geordie e. Mallion ain't a group one. So we're coming and we're going to try to take the chocolates. And <laughs> all reports, uh, the crowd which South Australian racing needs is going to get it with those connections. So that's probably the positives out of it. With what I said, um, with the lack of group one force, I think it's a great opportunity for Lofty Strike now. The three-year-old Colt, he has that genuine form around Uncommon James in secret. I wish I win. He gets back and he's just been struggling to get there in that last little bit. But with the good speed from front page, from Sabah to Excel, these types of runners, I think uh, he can get back and uh, really run on strongly. And it's the one with the best uh, group one form in the race. So my best bet there. And then I did weigh up the value bet. It was either another award or the proven Kementari. And I'm going to go with Kementari. Just again, when we're talking about these horses, when you look at Kementari, you go 0.5 lengths off lost and running, 2.8 off giga kick, 1.8 off the private eye, and then three lengths behind overpass who backed up that performance. That is group one form in Australian sprinting. So I'm going to back the proven horse. Jakey Torek gets a great opportunity to ride the Godolphin Blue there. He'll be making the most of it. But an honourable mention to Stubby, uh, Leon McDonald and the 52 and a half kilos this week for those boys. Oh, it'd be a great story, wouldn't it, for the locals? That is for sure. Shane, what are your thoughts, mate, on the uh, the Group 1 Goodwood? Absolute head scratcher. Um, I think <laughs> this race every year is a tough race to win. Um, you look at just the record of favourites in this race over the last 30 years. We've only had five favourites win the race, and that included legends in, in Black Caviar and Takeover Target, and even Black Heart Bart was the winner of these races. But, I mean, the average starting price, I think, over that journey is about $16.50 uh, of the winners of the race. Like, last five years, Santa Ana Lane at $26, Dispatch at $21, Trekking $10, Sobertoxel at $19, and even Mastery Land Butter at $18. So, always tough to go in um, and with a favourite runner and, and, you know, get a result. Uh, I've chopped and changed so many times when it's come to this race. I, I did work it down to sort of the four principal chances that I liked were Kalos, Lofty Strike, Royal Merchant and another award. Um, I've come back to, I, I went away from Lofty Strike, but I've really come back. I looked at the jump out that he had at Cranbourne on Monday, a really nice soft jump out. It's going to go quickly into the backup, uh, into um, the good wood off that. You go back through his form this campaign, terrific in the Oakley Plate, terrific in the new market. They're the two big sprint races in Melbourne outside of the, the Wait for Age uh, Lightning Stakes for the autumn. He went to the TJ Smith. He wasn't disgraced there, probably didn't handle the, the heavy track. And I think of the horse with a good rating that he's got, you know, he's rated about 110 on the handicap. Yeah. Getting in with 54 and a half kilos with the set weights and penalties nature of the race has pushed me back to him. So I think Lofty Strike is the one I want to be on. I respect Kalos a lot. I think Royal Merchant, she was great in the Tobin Bronze uh, with her course and distance win. She was really strong there and she's proven herself at 1,400 metres previously. So I think she's at a big price. But I'm putting my value runner as another reward. I'd love it to win you this mare for... for uh, uh, for Leo McDonald and Andrew Glyce, as uh, Adam said about uh, Stubby Holder, great, great jockey, 
And her overall record is just wonderfully consistent. Uh, she won a Matrice four starts ago. Um, then she's run really well in the Sangster and also the Irwin Stakes that have passed two starts. She's got a big finish on her and she gets her chance from the draw. So I've thrown in four principal chances there, but I'm putting my best as Lofty Strike, my value bet, another reward. But as I touched on, this is a race that can throw up a result. Um, whatever you like, good luck. Yeah, I'm with you. I reckon it's a really uh, open affair in the track. You just don't know how it's going to play, where they're going to be coming. Uh, it's the third week of their car. You know, like, it's just, yeah. This is- and there's a bit of, bit of rain forecasted Friday and Saturday. It's only meant to be light. But as you said, Matty, end of a carnival, Morfordville doesn't like that too much and they can start really fanning out wide if that's the case. Hey, listen, boys, uh, what about around the country? Uh, you got something else for the uh, Palmer bet, uh, Bolton in followers at McGrath? Yeah, look, just one for mine because we're still waiting for it all to be finalised. But I think we'll get a price. I think we'll be $10 plus here. And it's race eight, number 10 at Belmont. It's going to be Ablo. Comes from Kalgoorlie, flashed home. It was a really eye-catching performance to finish second. They've drawn the car park for the weekend, barrier 17. So that's where I think we'll get our value from it. Hoping for a nice price. And I think uh, you'll see this horse show devastating turn of foot late. So race eight, number 10, Ablo. Got to wait a fair bit Saturday night for that one, Shane. Back here in Victoria time, mate. Hey, you got something early on in the day for us, big fella? Just, I will say with Adam, I don't mind him when he's tipping them that late in the card uh, in, in Western Australia um, because for European people, it's actually <laughs> an appropriate time in the morning. I'm not having to set my alarm at uh, the crack of dawn. Um, I am quite keen on Doombin Race 9, The Roses. There's a New Zealand filly called Sakura Girl who's, uh, I think, a real lively Oaks contender. Um, she was the favourite for the New Zealand Oaks. She was beaten on that occasion, but I don't think she was disgraced. Uh, she was a really strong winner of the Sunline Vars, a Group 3 level at the start prior in this distance range. And at her most recent run, she took on the older mares and the Group 2 Travis Stakes in New Zealand. There was a lot to like about her there. Uh, Opie Blossom in the saddle for a very good trainer in Ben Foot. I think she's a good bet. Uh, I'm quite keen on her at the each weight around that sort of $5, $5.50 mark. Um, I'm looking forward to her. So again, leaving it late in the day, Doombin, the Roses, race number nine, Secure Girl number seven. I guess it doesn't matter if they if they win, boys. Uh, you know, you can put the bets on early, and then uh, you wake up on Sunday and you actually don't care. I hope it's not that late for you, Matty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I'm going to just at a bit of a price. A horse called More Moon from the Dare Day Sullivan Stable. Ah. Really well last starts at forty one bucks and ten bucks. Race two, number ten at Flemington. Uh, I, I'm just going to have a little play around that. I, I know they got an opinion of this horse. I worked the day at Ballarat. It uh, made its debut, owned by some locals. Uh, they got a little kill last start uh, at Bendigo, and I uh, reckon the horse might go on with it now. And I just reckon, you know, if you're getting ten bucks a place, it's as good as backing a winner, boys. So um, nice little each way play there for me uh, over the weekend. Hey, download the Palmer Bed app. It's really, really simple to get involved. Do it in a responsible manner, as we always say. And remember, what are you really gambling with? You can go to the website to find that more or also the number on the screen hey boy seriously shana you enjoy barcelona mate make the most of it uh that sounds like the trip of a lifetime it's a work trip uh which makes it even better mate that's unbelievable i'll do my very best uh i'll uh what, what's uh richo's old favorite say, saying courage comes in many forms so i'll, I'll do my best <laughs> to represent australia for our- <laughs> i think you'll do it pretty well mate and uh, it's great to talk to you as always mate and uh, you have a wonderful week and we'll see you next week 
Yeah, thanks, Matty. We'll just do our normal stuff. We'll let Shane enjoy Barcelona yeah. over there. Mate, we got boring lives, haven't you, compared to Shane? Like, <laughs> you know, shit sitting everywhere. But I, you can't complain, mate. It's been a big week, too. The NBA uh, draft lottery. Uh, Webb and Yama, of course, uh, going to the Spurs. That was massive news, of course, as well. So uh, plenty going on in the world of sport, that is for sure. Hopefully we get a winner, and we'll see you next week on Bolton in. All thanks for coming. Think, is this a bet you really want to place? For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.